Trekking Through Compliance, Episode 29, Operation Annihilate. Compliance, the final frontier. Tom Fox is the voyager of Trekking Through Compliance. His mission? To explore the original series and seek out and share what it can teach you about compliance. Here's your host, Tom Fox. In this episode of Trekking Through Compliance, we consider the episode Operation Annihilate, which aired on April 13th, 1967, and occurred on Stardate 3287.2. After losing contact with the planet Deneva for more than a year, the Enterprise goes to investigate. Uhura's attempt to contact at all frequency, including private GSK-783 subspace frequency 3, but without success. Spock consults the computer and discovers that a wave of mass insanity has swept along a straight path through the planetary systems Beta Portolan, Lavinius 5, Theta Sigma 12, and Engram B. Deneva colonized a century ago, and one of the most beautiful planets in the area is the next planet on this path, and Kirk expects the worst for his brother Sam and his family who live on the planet. Sam is a research biologist. While approaching the planet, the Enterprise encounters a Denovan ship heading straight for the sun. Attempts to convince the pilot fail to change course, and the pilot flies directly into the sun. Just before being, being vaporized, the pilot makes the cryptic statement, I did it, it's finally gone, and claims that he is finally, quote, free, end quote. Uhura finally gets through to the private transmitter, previously referred to, and here's the message Please hurry, help us. I don't have much time. They'll know. Being transmitted by Sam Kirk's wife, Arlian. When Kirk beams down with a landing party, a group of armed men attempts to attack them with clubs while at the same time shouting they don't want to hurt them. Responding to a scream, the landing party finds Sam dead and his wife Arlian and son Peter in great pain. Arlian refers to the invaders, but the tricorders show nothing unusual. After Arlian and Peter are beamed to the Enterprise and questioned as far as they can be, she reports that the invaders came from the planet Ingram B eight months ago after forcing the crew to take them to Deneva. She reports the invaders use pain to control people and are forcing the residents of Deneva to build ships for them. Kirk, Spock, and a landing party enter the building where they find hundreds of small creatures which look like plastic pancakes. The creatures do not register on tricorders and are highly resistant to phaser fire. After leaving one of the structures, one of the creatures whirls towards them and attaches itself to Spock's back. Back on the Enterprise, McCoy finds that Spock's nerves are being surrounded with strange tissue. Despite his incredible pain, Spock escapes from the sick bay and attempts to take over the bridge before being subdued and tranquilized. However, he is subsequently able to bring himself under control. He escapes again and overpowers a transporter technician before Scotty covers him with a phaser. He points out to Kirk that he is the reasonable choice to beam down to the planet to collect an alien for study since his nervous system is already compromised and Kirk allows him to do so. On the planet's surface, he is attacked by a man wielding a pipe, but he is able to overpower him. He then phasers one of the alien pancakes and places it in a red specimen box using a pair of plastic tweezers. An analysis of the alien by McCoy shows it to be a one-cell creature resembling a brain cell. 
It also seems to be a part of a larger organism, which is compromised of physical, physically separate parts. McCoy tries to find the agent responsible for killing the creature when the Denovan ship flew into the sun. However, the alien seems unaffected by all radiation and heat, but McCoy initially neglects to try visible light. He finds that the intense light kills the study specimen, and Spock volunteers to see if the light kills the alien material wrapped around the nerves within his body. The experiment is a success, but Spock is blinded by the intense light. Second later, McCoy receives the test results, which demonstrate that the ultraviolet portion of the spectrum was all that would have been needed, and if properly utilized, would not have blinded Spock. The Enterprise consequently rigs the planet with 210 ultraviolet trimagnesium irididium satellites, which bathe them in ultraviolet light and kill the aliens. Meanwhile, Spock's eyes recover and his sight is restored because of a Vulcan inner eyelid, which we previously did not know about. So, what are the fun facts from this episode? Well, we have two. The first is that this was the episode which concluded Season 1 of Star Trek, the original series, although back then it was just called Star Trek. And then, everything old is new again, as the Deneva outdoor scenes were shot at the headquarters of TRW Space and Defense Park in Redondo Beach, California. It's currently the Northern Grumman Space Technology Headquarters. It Also, the uh, establishing shot of Kirk's brother Sam's lab was in a building on the campus of UCLA, and the entrance of the building was the cafeteria at TRW. This episode had some interesting sets, locations, and props. The Deneva outdoor scenes were shot at the headquarters of TRW Space and Defense Park in Ronaldo Beach, or Redondo Beach, I should say. And the uh, first time we see McCoy's lab inside the lab, uh, props previously used include Baylock's lamp from the Corbomite maneuver sitting on a shelf. Different components of the sick bay were added over the first season, such as the decompression chamber seen in Space Seed. And McCoy's lab contains one of the life support canisters used on Botany Bay. The chairs that were seen in Chief Vandenberg's office in Devil in the Dark were recycled for this episode, interestingly. I know that's a fun fact you wanted. Uh, Sam, The body of Sam Kirk was actually played by William Kirk, wearing a false mustache and a different hairstyle. And this was the final appearance of an unknown actor who played Bobby, or in this case, Abrams. He makes one further appearance as well. The um, Unique to this episode, Uura wears a black belt on the bridge, having worn one on the landing party in a prior episode of City on the Edge of Forever. She dons it up when she joins the landing party and wears a communicator and phaser. So lots of uh, interesting things on this one. Uh, one point I would like to point out is McCoy speaks about getting the plates back on Kirk's nephew to help with his medical treatment. This line refers to x-ray plates, which were common in the 60s, but you think in 2260, probably we've evolved past that. So what are some of the compliance takeaways from this decision, or this episode, rather? Well, first of all, leadership can require difficult decisions. The decision to send Spock down to the planet uh, and subject him to potential additional harm uh, was made coolly, coldly, and rationally based upon the fact, as Spock correctly pointed out, that he was already compromised and he couldn't be in any greater pain than he already was. So sometimes you have to make difficult decisions as a leader. 
we can transpose this from the mistake that Dr. McCoy made, not realizing uh, that the ultraviolet uh, portion of the light spectrum was all that was needed, and Spock would not have been initially blinded had uh, McCoy recognized this. So get your information in before you make decisions, I suppose, is the uh, takeaway there. And that leads to number two, data analytics will be the key for compliance professionals into 2020 and beyond. And that really ties into the point two I just raised about Dr. McCoy. If Dr. McCoy had had all the data in front of him, he could have made a decision which would not have uh, at least temporarily blinded Spock. And finally, number three, what is the triage for your internal reporting? How do you determine what level of investigation you should take based upon the initial intake you receive from your internal reporting. Join us tomorrow when we begin season two with the episode Amok Time. If you enjoyed this episode of Trekking Through Compliance, you can help it grow by sharing it with the biggest Trek fan you know. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.